Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At the Movies with Cash and Hightower. You got Cash here. And this is Hightower. How you doing, Cash? Man, I am fantastic. It's uh, it's getting closer to baseball season, so we got a perfect movie to watch leading into the season. So I'm very excited to talk about this movie tonight. That's right. Cash is talking about 1989's very own Major League Starring Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, and Corbin Burnson. What a fun movie, too. And I don't... Um, I know, obviously, like, Charlie Sheen's obviously had a pretty storied career. Tom Berenger's been in some some bigger things. But there's not, like, a mega superstar, like, marquee name in this movie. And I love that because this movie is so popular. And it's not, like, starring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, or is it, it just... <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I mean, like, Sheen was pretty huge in the 80s. Oh, I guess, yeah. I mean, obviously... Like, Snipes kind of was getting started, too. He was on the ascent. It's Sheen, yeah. obviously, was the bigger name. Sheen's just... I, <laughs> I'm i coming at it from the perspective of, like, <laughs> late yeah. 90s on with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was no, like... There's no dramatic, you know, like, big-time dramatic folks. Even though Corbin, Cor- Corbin Burnson had that uh, nice little L.A. Law run. He did. She got him on the he, map. He, uh, that, and I know, obviously, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that he's Gus's dad. Oh, man, I love you. Just brought up Psych, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> That's right. We were, Henry Spencer. We were watching that. Um, we watched it actually earlier today. It was on TV, and I just caught the tail end of it, and my wife's like, why is he familiar? And I was like, he's Gus's dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, so you're watching Major League on TV? Yeah, Major, sorry. I was gonna say I if psych, if Psych is on TV I will like stop what I'm doing and watch it like no matter what the episode is. I think it's still on Prime. You can throw it on there anytime. I love that show so much. I think they took it off. Oh. With the Peacock stuff happening. B words. Like yeah, I feel like all it's of on, them. <laughs> it's on Peacock. I think. I think I could be wrong, but Murder She Wrote's still on Prime though. So. Oh. I'll have to double check Psych. <laughs> Don't, don't get me started on Jessica Fletcher. I, we could we could go all night. She's a she's a real she's a peach. Life of the party. All right, well, hey, let's get back to a fantastic film. <laughs> since since we got baseball season starting up next week, get excited. Yeah, man, and it's uh it's a kind of a neutral team for us because I I'm sure you guys have picked up. I'm a Cardinals fan, and uh, Hightower, you were fan of the team of the '90s for MLB. That's that's right. I'm the Superstation team, man. The Atlanta Braves. Oh, Should we do our uh, World Series picks before we start the episode? Yeah, if, if you want to, I'm good with that. All right, you want to? Do you want to lead us off? Oh my goodness gracious! I you would put me on the spot there. Um, so I feel like I'm going to say the Padres are going to make it this year. I think the Dodgers haven't won it last year, even though they have a just incredibly stacked team. I think the Padres might, obviously they're going to have a good chance of getting in since MLB is going to like the NHL style and ML or NBA style of playoffs where it's harder to not make it than it is to make it. Yeah, seriously. So I feel, I think San Diego for the national league side, this is tough. The American league side. I mean, I, I mean, I go, I could go with the Rays. I think the Yankees obviously have to, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say Padres, Yankees, and I'm going to give the edge to the Padres. And this is probably going to come back and look terrible at the end of the year. But I'm going to say Padres and Yankees and Padres 
I'm going to even go Padres in seven. Well, I'm glad you picked the Padres over the Yankees. That makes me ill thinking the Yankees are going to be in the World Series again. I'm going to go Brave. I'm going to go total homer move here. I'm going to go Braves over the Astros. You heard it here first. <laughs> I would pick the Cardinals, but they don't have any pitching outfield or, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, were watching, yeah. we were watching the game last night, and Dad and my brother and my sister and I were all like, well, half their lineup has at least three strikeouts, so this is an encouraging sign, and it's spring training, and this guy's pitching. I, I don't know who it is. I can't I can't pick a team to win the division that starts a guy named Harrison Bader. Just just not happening. Hey, good, good news, he's on the, the injured list to start the season. So. Oh, well, yeah, they, they might get off to a hot start then. They might. It's possible. <laughs> they might be okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. I have, I have led us astray. I apologize. No, it was my fault. I, I, I put out the predictions. I understand. But That's okay. I think it was. I think it was necessary. It is. We should. T- we we need to talk about it because we're covering it because the baseball season's coming, and because it falls into our categories of '80s and '90s. So what's? Uh, I know you normally ask, but I'm going to steal your thunder. What, what's your history with this movie? Oh man, this movie is. Um, this is one of those HBO movies that we uh, had taped. Not us personally, but like a friend of. Actually, I think it was my sister's friend. I actually. So I'm going to like bring this up again on another episode. We do a bonus episode, but for whatever reason, this friend always taped baseball movies for us, apparently. But uh, she, I think her dad like taped these off HBO and let us borrow them or let my dad borrow it, whatever. And like I got a hold of it. And then, man, I just watched the crap out of that thing. Because I remember it was on the like recordable VHS tape. And it was like labeled on the side, like Major League. And like Roadhouse was also on there. And like, you know, like, there's a couple Ooh. a couple movies on there. But yeah, man, like just... I just, man, I had this VHS copy ripped off of HBO, and man, I just watched the crap out of that thing, and then I, you know, played baseball my whole life, and it was just, it was just an often quoted movie, it was like, you know, beloved by anyone who played baseball, essentially, and like, you know, everybody quotes it in high school, everybody loved it in college, I mean, just, it's just, uh, it's aged very, very nicely. I, it's it's funny you mentioned that about the taping because I remember we had a we had a tape copy of this as well but I, it was recorded off of like TBS <laughs> so obviously heavily edited which is this is one of few movies that I actually remember seeing like the edited version first so I actually saw the one that I was supposed to see first you got that and, you got that <laughs> strike the son of a gun edit ver- edited version. I, I, all I remember was that piece was like strike the sky out, like it was just yeah. like so, <laughs> so, so just, oh, oh my god, I I can this day like to this day remember hearing that. But then yeah, finally I kind of like you. Yeah, I've obviously saw the unedited version eventually you know, in high school, and Dad was my high school coach, so man, we would quote this all the time and quoted it in college and summer league. Like it, I mean. There's always an opportunity to throw in a quote from this movie, and like you said, if you played baseball, chances are you you're gonna like this movie. Yeah, I agree. This is just part of the game. This movie just you know right into the culture. One hundred percent. All right, well let's kick it off with some Randy Newman. I was gonna say I, that was the first note that I made too. You're talking about part of the culture. It's, it's an '80s movie, and Randy Newman's playing this in. Man, I love this song. Lady, <laughs> lady. <laughs> just go oh by goodness gracious it's a good song it's uh i think it's on spotify i think they it, have that it, one on there it is i have it on my baseball playlist oh very nice oh yeah Yeah, great uh great song um 
I forget sometimes that this movie has some some obviously is the is the key word here, but some more serious tones than obviously the other two that came after it. But like there's there's a little bit of of drama included, not very much, but more yeah, so than the other ones. Yeah, I agree. It's it's mixed in like a little bit here with uh, the Renee Russo character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's like the perfect amount, honestly. And I gotta say, like, I forget this every time I watch this movie, and it still actually, you know, holds true today. Like, the Indians franchise has had a tough go. <laughs> yeah, they really picked a great team, they like, to uh, do this. They haven't, they still haven't won, either. They've, they've had a couple appearances. They were taken down by the Atlanta Braves, <laughs> and, uh, of course, most recently by the Chicago Cubs. Even though Joe Madden tried to give it to them. That's right, they had a... He did, he did his best. <laughs> Was uh, Cleveland was up three one right in the series? Yeah, three one. Oh boy. Yep. Then Jason Hayward gave that uh, just phenomenal pep talk in the locker room, and <laughs> that was all she wrote. He went all Matt Foley on the Cubs and got him got him motivated to win it. <laughs> That's so funny you say that. I made a uh, like a meme. I I I've made like one meme in my life, and it was Jason Hayward with the uh, on uh, the Matt Foley body. <laughs> as like a motivational speaker so that's great it's all coming together <laughs> i hear you're not using your paper for writing but for rolling doobies <laughs> hey dad i can't see you too well is that, is that, is that will shakespeare down there <laughs> he's been down in the basement drinking coffee for the last half hour <laughs> oh my goodness i okay all right back to the movie sorry <laughs> yeah we have a new indians owner we do. Rachel Phelps, played by Margaret Witten. So right out of the shoot here, I was excited about this, and I'm, I'm sure you, I'm I'm confident you picked up on this too. But I, I don't know. We have two characters, right? You know, pretty pretty shortly. So Rachel comes in, explains like we want to invite all these new people, and then a couple of like brief scenes later, Charlie Donovan, one of the other. Um, I guess he's the GM technically comes in and says, you know, what's going on with this? And she, you know, lays out the plan of, I want to finish dead last, but Margaret Witten in the best of times, the best of times, Charlie Donovan in escape from New York. Charlie Donovan is like a carpenter guy. He's been in several John Carpenter flicks, but I was tying him right back to Kurt, right out of the shoot. We have two Kurt connections. I love it. Well, Margaret Witten was, uh, was that Reno's wife or uh, no? So it was the lady that um, Robin Williams goes to. I can't. I can't remember her name in that movie. Um, I can't picture her. She is. I think it's. I think he's having an affair with her, or he's like on the side or whatever. And he's when he goes to talk to her about the game, and she's like, I can't. And I can't remember her name. And I'm going to look it up. Just it's bothering she, me now. She's also in my the secret of my success. A little. Michael J. Fox picture. Darla. Gosh, I don't remember her. but She is Darla. But anyway, yes, we have, we have two early connections to Kurt right out of the shoot here. you got to well, love that. you got Charlie in uh, Halloween, Salt on Precinct 13, The Fog. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's in all those Carpenter movies. Love it. But, yes, like I, I kind of went quickly over this because I, I don't want to gloss over some of these lines, but when she's reading through those lists, I can't tell you how many times that this guy here is dead. Cross, Cross him, him often. often. <laughs> never gets thing. old. 
never gets old. <laughs> oh man, I love it. That's just a great way to start the start the film. Um, yeah, and I like obviously it's a you know fictional baseball movie, so I'm like in my mind I'm like, well, how you know how's she clearing all that payroll and everything else? I'm like, all right, stop it, stop thinking of it in baseball terms because you're just gonna ruin it. That's right. That's right. They lost their best two free agents. They Cash. did. That's true. Tough times in Cleveland. That's right. And <laughs> this opening montage of Charlie calling everybody, so calling Jake yes. and Zach <laughs> <that you> Tolbert. <laughs> it would have been better if you'd said the Yankees. <laughs> How would you like to manage the Cleveland Indians? I don't know. <laughs> Dude. What a fantastic reaction. Yeah, this is great because they basically just like go through, like run down your like character list, like just with all these phone calls. And like, I mean, you see Jake Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a Mexican, I'm assuming hotel. I don't know. Maybe that's where he lives. I don't know. But he's in Mexico. I'm, I'm going to say it's a hotel, too. Yeah, Lou Brown is going to be coaching your team, working at like a, a tire a tire <laughs> place or automotive place. I don't know. He's he's waiting on a call with another guy about White Walls. <laughs> Then we see Rick Vaughn in prison, who's uh, not sure if he's going to uh, make it in time. <laughs> as he's still well, we'd still like you to come out anyway. <laughs> then we see uh, Pedro Serrano here in a little bit, the mm-hmm. uh, escaped Cuba for religious uh, freedom, and that is voodoo. It's his religion <laughs> of choice. You get the prissy Roger Dorn rolling up in his uh, fancy car. What kind of a car is that? Is that a Rolls Royce? I don't even know. I probably. I don't know my cars. I'm I'm not a car guy. We're gonna say it's a Rolls Royce. Yeah, something fancy and like guys golf clubs, you know, just your typical preppy dude. Then you got Willie Mace Hayes rolling up. He's also got a nice car. Uh, he's not on the list though. Is the problem with <laughs> Willie? My kind of team, Charlie. It's my kind of team. <laughs> <laughs> Another good one too is when you got a Wild Thing Vaughn walking up and you get the like random head coach or that random coach with the Maybe the line of the movie. Look at oh, this yeah. effing guy. <laughs> great! It's a great time to use that if you ever watch a spring training game. That's oh, we yeah. we do that all the time. <laughs> Look I at say this it quite often guy. too. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I've used that several occasions, and like you get people who aren't even baseball fans, and they love that line. They're just like, "Oh man, that's great!" I was like, "I it's, stole well, it from my movie," which is ninety nine percent of you know the things I say. That's, I mean, that, that's the reason. That's about the same for me. I, th- I think you're, you, you know me well enough to know it's pretty, pretty comfortable ratio for me too. <laughs> oh yeah, so we have our cast of characters uh, laid out for us, which is just a, just a brilliant move, just because all these guys are so freaking entertaining. Yeah, every one of them like has their moment in this movie too, and that's another thing about this is just like every it's not just one person. Like everybody's got something that's funny. Everybody's got their own little moment, and just like you said, every every one of them's entertaining. Like right out you know, when they get in, they start getting you know their bunk beds too, and Serrano <laughs> comes up to Dorn, like, hats for Bat. <laughs> Whoa, Miko, you you can't just <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, they, they, like the chemistry is just awesome. Like between. You know, uh, Willie Mays Hayes, uh, Jake, and Rick Vaughn, and then you got like kind of like the beef between Vaughn and Dorn, and yeah, Serrano just kind of doing his thing. You know, we meet uh, Ed Harris, you know, the old mm-hmm. the old veteran reliever. It's just man, like just a great cast of character with just great chemistry. I the 
the best parts about this movie, and I think that's why I like it, or at least it it kind of grabs you right away, is they they got the little explanation like okay Rachel Phelps takes over she wants the team to lose whatever and then it gets right into like the baseball stuff and this I feel like this is probably why most baseball players like it because there's a a much more emphasis on the baseball than other movies that are quote-unquote baseball movies you nailed it man they just they that's exactly right they jump right into the actual baseball like after we basically we, we meet everyone and then we're basically at spring training we get you know, Willie Mays Hayes is, uh, wakes up out in the parking lot and, <laughs> you know, runs in in his PJs and, you know, you know, beats both those guys in the sprint. But then, like, right after that, it just goes into, like, spring training baseball and, like, oh, yeah. you know, Willie Mays Hayes hitting and Serrano hitting and uh, <laughs> uh, Dorn <laughs> uh, missing ground balls. Just, man, like, it's just so well-crafted. I do ha- I do have a comment, and I, I don't know if you uh... – notice this or pay attention to it at all but dad said at one time we were watching this movie and it's really ruined not ruined but it's like it irritates me every time i see it so serrano's taking batting practice and harris is throwing to him Mm -hmm. he is like completely outside of that l screen like standing over the open part throwing batting practice and like that is totally not what you're supposed to do with that screen it bothers me every time yeah he's not being safe no Maybe Harris is working on that, you know, pitcher's fielding practice. He's like, you know, he's trying to, he wants those screamers right back at him just to, you know, get him, get him sharp. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I can't imagine, but yeah. I have to say too, like, Serrano, so Dennis, hey, we didn't even run through all this. We'll, we'll cover him as we go through. So Dennis uh, Haysbers plays Serrano, and I feel like he legitimately could hit a ball that far. It's funny you say that because uh, at the end when he hits that home run, Mm-hmm. He he legitimately hit a home run, and that's why people are freaking out. Like you know, people are celebrating. Yeah, it's because he actually hit a home run. I see, and I w- I would totally buy that. He's a big dude, like, and he has got a solid base on him. So yeah, dude can you know, ball. He's got power. What, yeah, and he's you know plays Serrano in what three of these, and he also is Max Dubois and Mr. Baseball. So yeah, the hammer. He's got he's got a knack for it clearly. Yeah, I love Serrano. He's just so damn entertaining. And then, like, you get the you get kind of the little not a huge beef, but you get a little beef between you know uh, Eddie Harris, you know the old Christian, old crotchety Christian, you know, telling <laughs> Serrano that you might you might think about taking Jesus Christ as your savior. <laughs> I have to say I, that you were talking about that you know that look at this effing guy line. I have my one of my favorite lines every time is, "Are you trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball?" Just because the image of Jesus standing in a batter's box and somebody throwing him a curveball and him being like, "Whoa, good pitch!" You know, I don't, I don't know why, but man, it gets me every time. <laughs> oh man, that is a great line. There's just this whole freaking movie is just filled with amazing lines. I'm, we're gonna do our best not to say them all, but no promises yeah. because they're just yeah, that's good. good. I'm just, I'm I'm gonna say the ones that come to my head. I, I'm not even ashamed of it. Yeah, it's just impossible. <laughs> like I legitimately probably say you know three or four of these in my everyday life. I'll put oh a yeah, out there. yeah, one hundred percent too. And I um, the other thing I like about this movie compared to other baseball movies, like I always. Not that I'm comparing them directly, but I think of like Rookie of the Year and I think Major League. So Rookie of the Year is hands down 100% the worst baseball played 
in a mm-hmm. movie I've ever yeah. seen. Like, it is terrible. Yeah. None of those people are believable. And then yeah. Major League is one of the better ones, I think. Like, people, I, I mean, it's not great. Don't get me wrong. Some of the actors are, like, clear. And I saw something they said, like, Wesley Snipes was. Yeah, he's terrible. They didn't, they didn't show any scenes of him throwing because he couldn't throw. So I'm like, okay, I get that. But at least there's still. There's still some things, and like, you know, obviously Charlie Sheen, you know, was thrown in the 80s, I I think the mid to upper 80s or something like that, and steroids helped, I know, but... It, I mean, but regardless, like he has the proper form and things like that. So that's another thing that I really appreciate about this movie. Yeah, I agree. It looks it looks real. Like those guys are, even even uh, Berenger is Jake Taylor. Like I mean, he's not like mm-hmm. he's a very believable like old veteran. Like kind of like you know bad knees. Like he's got you know he looks like he knows what he's doing in the box. You know when he's hitting Definitely. the two. Like yeah, I mean they they didn't have any weird guys throwing the ball weird. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like like Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it go. Um, but yes, I I I know I appreciate that too. So like like you said, we like get right into spring training. We see that montage, and then they get to that final cut day too, and the, mm. they play the prank on on Vaughn, and or Dorn plays the prank on Vaughn, and good. I like that kind of spirit in a player. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that whole little dialogue back and forth between the two of them f- does feel a little bit forced to me. The uh, the, the f bombs going back and forth, but I love it too when they when Vaughn comes back out and like tackles uh, Dorn. It's clearly two stunt doubles. Like that was like it oh, seemed yeah. like it seemed like such a minor action scene to to, to require stuntmen. <laughs> like all he did was just kind of like rush him and take him to the ground. But like it's clearly two stuntmen. You can't. You can't take a risk with something like that. You know, I guess not, it, you, can, yeah. you, you can never be too careful. It's bizarre. I noticed that too. I was, I was I'm like, wait, yeah, why, I mean, why did you have? <laughs> obvious that they, that's not them. But the good news is our cast of characters that we met in the movie at the beginning all made it the team. That's right. Which How about that? Would be kind of would be kind of funny if they didn't actually. <laughs> I felt bad for that one guy. I meant to write his name down, but I forgot. He didn't. Gentry. He didn't. Gentry, I'm sorry, Gentry didn't make it. I feel bad for him. You know why I rem- remember that? Because of... Uh, his, nu- his number. 47? 47. Poor 47. Jeez. It's too bad. Hey, uh, do you, you know... Don't cut uh, people, number 47. Yeah, that's a bad move. Tom Glavin. Tom that's Glavin right. ain't having it. John Mabry. John Mabry, too. <laughs> uh, one of the... Uh, he is, gosh, he's not one of the field maintenance guys. Uh, he's those are the Japanese guys, but uh. Oh, I know you're talking. Neil a, Flynn. Is that is that the Scrubs guy? Yeah, the janitor. Yeah. Yeah, I love it that he's just like one of the guys, like dogging the Indians, you know, like all throughout <laughs> the movie. Oh yeah. When he shows up, he's at that bar at the end, and like you know, hugging the skinhead dude or the mm-hmm. the punk dude. Yep. Nice little cameo there. I always forget he's in it too, because I honestly, when they, it's not that I forget these guys, but I, I genuinely remember Randy Quaid in the second one more oh, than like God. all these other guys. Yeah, the like the Indians fans at the actual ballpark, you know, the, the yeah, the two high, the two high guys. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I forget. Sometimes in my mind, I lump them in with Quaid in the second one, but I forget that they're still in the first one. Yeah. Too high. But yes. <laughs> not too high. Too hard. What do you mean too high? <laughs> Who gives it? It's gone. <laughs> but yes, they've uh, they all made the team. They're all back in Cleveland here, and I, I you know, I said it's a little bit of foreshadowing when Jake does his little um, 
solo trot around the bases when he gets back. You know, he, he calls a shot, ends up scoring I, the winning run. He doesn't hit the home run. I love the move, though. He, right, he, uh, well, he does hit the home run. And you mean in the in the practice thing? At, at, yeah, in the practice yeah. thing. I mean, at the end, he doesn't. Sorry. Right. I love it. That, I, yes, I think I know what you're saying. I like that they set that up. Like, you think that's his, like, you know, that's his, like, goal is to mm-hmm. hit a walk-off homer. So, yeah, that's really, I I like them putting that in that scene there. It's a good move. And then they go, <laughs> the scene when they go out to eat, like. Yeah, it's awesome. It should not be as entertaining as it is. <laughs> I look like a banker in this. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Rick. Were. Those are the house rules. <laughs> what, what language is this? French? I love chili seeing... dogs over there? <laughs> That's right. Chili dogs. <laughs> I love seeing Rene Russo in this film. Maybe, like, they, there's just so much, like, you know, baseball and guy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then we get to that restaurant and we see Rene. I'm just always like, oh, yes. That's right. I forgot. I always... Like, okay, I'm ready for this, uh, you know, little side love story now. Love Renee so, Ruto. I, ma- I made a note of this, and I, I want to get your opinion on this. So, the whole Renee Luso, or Renee Russo, sorry, Renee Luso, Renee Russo, easy for me to say, and Vince Tom Berenger. Yeah, Vince Russo. <laughs> Bro. Um, Swerve. <laughs> I... I don't like this part of the movie. Not because I don't like... I appreciate a good side love story. I don't like it because the more you hear about Jake's past and hers... Yeah. It's super frustrating that she would even talk to him, let alone like end up back with him again. So I'm like, what are you doing, Renee? It is funny that he's such a good teammate and a good like clubhouse leader. And, you know, like, just goes to show you that, you know, like your sports role models are... <laughs> Not like your yeah. life role models. Like he's he's clearly a terrible person to her. Like cheated on her several times. <laughs> yeah, sounds well, like a and, an unhealthy relationship. And then throw in on top of that, he's like you know he's professing, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit. He's professing. He's like you know I've changed, blah blah. Like that's not true. Like a couple of weeks ago, you were passed out drunk in a Mexican hotel. Like <laughs> yeah, there are women in that bed. Have you changed? But anyway, sorry, I, I, I'll back, I'll back, but I just, that, I made a note of that and I was like, God, that's like super frustrating from the perspective of why would she give him the time of day? I see. I thought you were just dogging Rene Russo. I was going to say. Not at all. But no, yeah, not at all. No, you're hundred percent right. Like it does, it shows you that he is not a good human being, but one hell of she, a teammate. Absolutely, man. No, she, she ended up, you know, she agreed with it, and, you know, I think they got married. And then I think maybe they separated, and then she decided oh, yeah. to move to Texas or Arizona or whatever and try and take up golf and ends up <laughs> with Kevin Costner. <laughs> I, th- I think that's right, actually. They, they're def- <laughs> Her and Jake Taylor definitely aren't sticking together. No, no, not at all. Oh, my goodness gracious. But, yeah, so we, you know, like you said, we, we meet um, Rene Russo, obviously, in the uh, in the restaurant. And, you know, Jake's, I'm going to try and woo you again and, and win you back to my side. But then we get back to baseball, and we get opening day. And we get Bob Euchre. <laughs> Bob Euchre, man. So, I'm going to, this whole this whole episode is just going to be side tangents because I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, this is the way it's going to be apparently, but I can vividly remember I was coming back. Uh, so actually in 2011, when the Cardinals last won the world series, I went to visit my buddy, Joel. He lived in near Minneapolis at the time. 
So went out there for game five of the division series, watched that, like cool, hung out all weekend. Then I was driving back and I was coming back through Wisconsin right around the time that the game started and they were playing the Brewers. And I was like, I was trying to find something. I was like, well, I just need to look for the Brewers feed. So I listened to at least the first six innings of the the Brewers Cardinals game one of the championship series with Bob Uecker. Mm hmm. Man, it is a, it's, I, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. He's amazing with play by play, but I'm like, God, I just want Harry Doyle to be the guy <laughs> announcing this game because it's right. so fun. <laughs> just a bit outside. Try the corner and miss. <laughs> There's so many lines. I mean, yeah. you hear it every day. If you watch, if you turn on a baseball game and somebody throws a pitch outside, it's with like clockwork, just some, just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone, yeah, emulates that for sure. For sure, and that's the that's the thing about this movie is like there's so many people in this movie like and like I me mean, Bob Uecker just has a pretty minor role but like every single person is just freaking hitting out of the park baseball pun intended uh, and just like everyone just everyone's hilarious. Don't forget about Monty. <laughs> the, it is until the second movie where we get a dynamite <laughs> drop in Monty. Dynamite drop in Monty. They don't call him the best colored man in the league for nothing, folks. <laughs> Hey, you want to take a, a quick break here, and we'll uh, uh, jump into Clue Haywood? Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. We'll see you in a little bit. Later. Here's a list of the players we'll be inviting to camp. This guy here is dead. Cross him off, then. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to At The Movies with Cash and Hightower. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. <laughs> Oh my! How was your break? Hey, you know it was it was just delightful. Did did a little searching. We we confirmed that uh, Rachel was in the best of times, and we both confirmed that it is a strange movie. <laughs> That's right. Very <laughs> strange, especially for the Robin Williams. Absolutely. Of that. But that's not what we're here for today. We're here to talk about Clue Haywood. That's right. The uh, big time Yankee slugger. Clue Haywood. Just the the whole scene of, of Rick walking everybody, then giving up the grand slam. <laughs> I see how he reacts. Now, did you know? Did you know Clue Haywood is an f- actual former major leaguer? Yeah, Pete. Uh, Vuk- yeah, Pete, Pete Vukovic. Yeah, Pete Vukovic. Former uh, Cy Young Award winner. He was a pitcher. And had no career home runs to his name. That's correct. He's a Ter- he's a terrible hitter, professionally anyway, like in the majors. But great news for him, though. He has got one of the top, probably five, but I'll be just generic ten handlebar mustaches in all of cinema history. Oh yeah, he's got it. Yeah, he's got a great stash game, no <laughs> doubt about that. Oh man, I I love that whole season. Plunks is interesting, and then they go going back and forth, and him he's standing right on top of the plate. <laughs> Oh man, good time. Like a strike, anyway. <laughs> All right, so yeah, after this game, I love this move. But uh, after this game, we find out Jake's gonna try to call uh, Renee Russo, and she gave him the number to the Cuyahoga sheet metal. Yeah, what a, what a what a strong move on her part. Really, really good work. Do you think she gave a random number, or do you think she's like? I know, I know Cuyahoga sheet metal. I'm going to give him that number because that's just funny if he calls that. 
I'm gonna go with the second one because I want that to be the case. That she's like, listen, I just had some sheet metal work done. I know that number by heart. If I were to give out like fake phone numbers, I'd be like, I'd find like a urologist and like I don't know. Just I feel like that'd be funny. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can do you have to break it up differently because people don't pick up on it if you do it correctly. But if you're like, all right, the number is five 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 eight six seven five three zero nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's too many numbers. That's too much. <laughs> uh, we also find out that uh, Renee works at the library, and Jake never read Moby Dick. Is this the giant whale section? <laughs> oh my god! I, you know it's. I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll save mine. I was just gonna say, I, I, it cracks me up that they talk about, you know, are you sore because I never read Moby Dick? And then the way he reads it is like those DC to, or yeah. the comics or whatever. I love that. Yeah, like a kid's comic version is hilarious. What I was gonna say is, it's funny because. When they first at this this discussion, they ref they reference like, oh, you know, I haven't I haven't seen you in three years. You know, and you get back and you know just expect to pick up blah 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 whatever. And then at like the very end, I think Jake, I forgot one of them says like, you know, like uh, things have you know things have changed or things have really changed or whatever. And I'm just like, oh no, I'm sorry. The actual what got me was. Uh, Jake says that happened years ago. That was his line. Oh yeah. And I'm like, years ago. That was legitimately three years ago. You guys were just talking about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you only cheated on her like a few years ago. Like, that's yeah, that's. I ain't buying that one. Not only is that wound very fresh, but there's no statute of limitations. Like, listen, it was just three years ago that I cheated on you. It's no big deal. Right? Can you? So that's like saying like, oh yeah, it happened in 2018. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's not that long ago. Right. That's fresh. That's yeah. really fresh. <laughs> I'm still pissed at you for that. Yeah, right. That's that is not all those years ago. I was gonna say, and at our age, I've done this before too, where you're like, "Oh yeah, the other day," and then you start thinking about it, like, "Oh, that was like six months ago." Like, oh yeah, I do that all the time. It time time goes much quicker at that age. So uh, yeah, when you're like, "Yeah, it's, don't make me do time for something that happened years ago," like, ah, I don't know that you. Hey, excuse me. You know, leg story. I need this. This guy needs something to stand on here. Like he, he's got nothing. <laughs> no doubt. Weak case. Objection, Your Honor. That's right. So they go, and I think that, like you, like you uh, mentioned earlier too, it's a really good point. They balance the, like the side story between Jake and the base and Jay or Jake and Rene Russo and the baseball play being played. Like, I think they balance that out pretty well throughout this movie. It's not overwhelmingly one or the other. Yeah, I agree. And it's always just like after a great baseball moment, it seems like, and they kind of throw that in. So it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, I can, I got time for this. Yeah. It slows it down enough. So then the baseball stuff picks it up. So it's, it's not a constant, funny haha like everything like you got to bring it down a little bit to bring it back up so yeah you don't want to create like uh you know crowd exhaustion where like every single thing is you know supposed to be hilarious or action all the time you gotta gotta have those you know peaks and valleys plus then you don't get classic lines like after their next game and whatever the vaughn sets that wild pitch record and Oh yeah. Two run on one hit, one god hit. That's all we got. You can't say that on the air. Eh, no worries, nobody's listening anyway. 
This is, uh, I believe right after this, too, we get uh, Jake pulling a total creeper move. Uh, following, or so, was it Willie? I think yeah. Willie's like, yeah, fuck, just follow her home in your car. <laughs> so he waits for her after work and follows her to what he thinks is her house, her apartment. I... I made a note after he did, after the not this time but the next time he follows her, I'm like he should have had about seven restraining orders by this point. Like, dude is yeah. creeping way too hard. He is very aggressive. If this was 2021, there would be a Dateline special on Jake Taylor, <laughs> the stalker baseball player. <laughs> the uh, the thing that really drives me crazy about this apartment, which is it ends up not being hers, it's her boyfriend's or fiance's or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he has no trouble getting in that front door, right? Yeah. And then also he just hits a button and the elevator opens right to this apartment. Listen, Cleveland's a much more welcoming big city, so it's not as strange. No, I have no idea. I thought the same thing. I was like, God, that is weird. Like, this this isn't a hallway. It's just elevator and in the room. That is really weird. That is, yeah. I would not want my apartment to be set up that way for obvious security reasons. Yeah, imagine somebody breaking in like, well, this is super easy. I thought I was going to have to pick a lock or something. I'm like, nope, just get on the elevator. I mean, maybe that's just how maybe that's how Cleveland is. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. There's one thing you don't want to do is wait around on that elevator too long because you never know if Howard's going to be planting bombs and <laughs> setting up a three-year high, you know. That's right. You got you to gotta keep an eye on that. So you keep an eye out on any elevator you get on from now on. <laughs> have you uh, spent any time in Cleveland? I have, actually. Me too. We went, Dad and I drove out to Cooperstown. Ooh, it's been, man, this has been a lot. It, uh, Bauer was, like, early on with the Indians. We So we were going out there. So we went, the Cardinals were playing Cleveland, and this was before they had made their run in 2016. I want to say it was, like, 2012 okay. to 2014, some point. So... <laughs> we were we were actually talking about this the other night. We get into town, and Dad was all fired up about getting some fresh seafood. <laughs> I was like, "All right." So we stop in Cleveland. He's like, "All right, cool." So we found this place. My I have like sweatpants on. We're driving from where we're at all the way out there. So we sit down, we eat. Like it was, and objectively, it was delicious. So then we go to the game. Cardinals ended up winning. We headed out to Cooperstown, and we were there, and it was during, like, the offseason in Cooperstown because it was early in the season, so, like, mm-hmm. nothing was open. So we literally – it was I mean, – it felt bad. Like, we went all the way out there, but it was kind of like vacation where Chevy Chase looks at the Grand Canyon, does the – okay, let's go. You know, like, we, yeah. we were there for, like, a half a night. So then, anyway, on the way back, we're literally we're, – we're driving back. We're going – we're going through – Pennsylvania and dad was like ah, I'd really like some of that seafood again I'm like alright so we got into town at like 8.30 and he ate so much that he got sick the rest of the way I had to drive the rest of the way home oh man <laughs> that's not good so we got food poisoned <sighs> essentially in, in Cleveland <clears throat> I don't know if it was food poisoning or what because we both are like I'm thinking oh he's sick like I'm gonna get it too and I'm literally driving we had to pull off on the side of the road a few times I was like God, this is miserable. But I think he just ate too much seafood too late at night, I think is what ended up happening. Well, I guess that happens sometimes. I'm going to blame it Cleveland, the Cleveland seafood. I I feel like it was tainted. I would. It's tainted. So, uh, anyway. I, I spent a little time <laughs> in Cleveland myself. Uh, Mrs. Hightower and I, before we were married, actually, we uh, we were taking a trip to Pittsburgh. 
So on the way, we stopped in Cleveland, and we uh, took in a uh, Indians Royals game. And obviously, Mrs. Hightower being a big Royals fan, we were mm-hmm. we had our Royals stuff on, and uh, we were legitimately probably the only two people wearing Royal shirts <laughs> in the stadium that night. But that was when Reggie Sanders was uh, the right fielder for the Royals. And so we were like in the bleachers out in the outfield and Reggie saw my, my Jersey and threw me a baseball, like in the first inning, just like right out of the gate. So I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, you know, obviously Reggie's a nice guy, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then Reggie came back out every inning and he kept throwing a baseball into the stands. And like, people were just loving this guy. Like, I mean, there, this is the other team, you know, they were cheering for Reggie Sanders and Casey Blake was playing right field for the Indians and he wouldn't throw a ball into the outfield. Ooh, and so bad we got, move. Yeah, we got to about the fourth inning. And, you know, like, Reggie had thrown a few balls already in the stands. And people <laughs> people legitimately started booing Casey Blake because he wouldn't throw the warm-up ball into the stands, like, during the game. They were, like, booing him. So then finally, about, like, the seventh or eighth inning, people were just all over Casey Blake. And he just, like, kind of, like, turns around and just chucks a ball up into the stands, which, A, was, like, it's kind of a dick move because I mean if someone wasn't paying attention he threw it kind of right. hard but anyway he turned around and chucked it in the stands and it went right to me the one <laughs> the one guy in a Royals jersey and the people just lost their mind they were just screaming at Casey Blake again because it looked like he had like purposely like thrown a ball to the Royals me. <laughs> but oh my god they were like they they were not they were uh, they were not Casey Blake fans and Reggie Sanders won them over yeah, I mean it's hard not to cheer for Reggie. What a yeah, what Reggie. a good what a good dude. Yeah, he was a great guy. Class act. Yeah, that's a fun, thank you for sharing. That's a fun story. Yeah, I was that same that same night was uh LeBron was like a young LeBron playing in the finals against uh Detroit. And uh, these guys were talking about the finals game and I remember Mrs. Hightower was like does uh <laughs> does Cleveland do they still have a basketball team? Like just <laughs> like like actually asking that but like the guys were like so insulted they're like how dare you we are in the finals that ties in well because we were ju- we were talking about the dinner scenes <laughs> oh i didn't realize cleveland still had a baseball team yes that's right yeah we got we got uniforms and everything <laughs> <laughs> the red-haired girl loves jake taylor yeah she does she is all about it do the hurt the red-haired husband i assume or date or whatever he's a straight-up troublemaker because when they were like grilling jake about you know like He's like, oh, you know, I've, I thought I was going to get married and have a family, you know, and like, you know, they'd, they'd be, a, you know, an Olympic swimmer, and they're like, what event? And he said, whatever event. And then that guy 100% knows mm-hmm. that that's her, because he's like, oh, well, Lynn, uh, what did you do? And he's <laughs> like, oh, I swam. And wh- what event? And that's the same one. He's like, he knew. He knew. He was just causing trouble. <laughs> He played it coy too. He's like, didn't didn't you used to be an athlete? Like, I know what you mean. I was thinking the oh, same yeah. things. Like, you, you know exactly what you're yeah. you're doing here, bud. That guy definitely knew what he was doing. It's uh, <laughs> that whole scene cracks me. It just it depends on how good of a player you are. Well, how much do you make? I make the league minimum. <laughs> Which I should say, I looked it up. It was like it's still like sixty eight grand, like seventy grand, even in eighty nine. Mm-hmm. So he still sh- like he should not have like a I mean it's fine he has a crappy car he could that's his choice but I mean like right it's not like he's poor like he has no kids like you know like he's making you know that he knows of right so that's like <laughs> I looked it up and it was like double the like you know average in- household income yeah. you know so it's like 
even at the league minimum, dude, you're making money. It sounds it sounds bad if you say it that way, but I agree. I I saw that too. I was like, man, it's that. It's a lot of money. It's, a, it's even a good amount of money even to today's standards. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, today especially it'd be great. But yeah, even like an 89, it was still a pretty good chunk of change. Oh, yeah. But then we get back to some baseball. But first we find out that uh, apparently Rick's uh, control issues were all because he uh, couldn't see. Is, is that what that's saying? I, I, like, I go back and forth on this every time I watch this movie. Because he needs glasses is why he can't throw a baseball for a strike? I mean, I, I don't know what else it could be the way that they make that sound. Like, he sucks at the beginning of the movie and throws wild pitches all the time. And then he gets glasses and all of a sudden he's in the league leader in strikeouts. And Yeah. No, I'm I, with you. Like, I, I thought I read the same way normally. But then, like, this time around for this, for this what we're doing now... I was just kind of like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why? I mean, if he was like a hitter. I know. And he got glasses and he was like, you know, start crushing the ball. That would make more sense. But like. Yeah. I feel like they just need an excuse to like make, to wear those glasses. And I know. have contact lenses and I can tell you for certain, even if I can't see, because I don't have great eyesight, but if I was pitching, I could still see somebody squatted down holding a leather glove up. Like, I know where that's at. Yeah, I'm pretty blind too. And I, th- I mean. I guess I do kind of see it. I'm pretty blind, but uh, yeah, I, I would I would kind of know like where I was throwing it, but well, yeah, maybe maybe so. I did manage to hit a home run one time when I only had one contact in. That was a that was a wow. high point in my career. Impressive. Totally luck. I'm not lying. Like I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's give Thank it a God. shot. <laughs> it worked out. I, I told Dad, he's like, no, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> That's awesome. But hey, the other part too, we forgot to mention towards the beginning when we were talking about Serrano and everything else is, it's very bad to steal Joe Boo's rum. Oh, very bad. And and Eddie Eddie Harris figure, finds out the hard way. Up your butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> He's so proud of himself when he says it too. <laughs> Up your butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> and, then, and then he immediately pays the price. Bartender Joe Boo needs a refill. <laughs> God, how funny is Ed Harris? Like, just, man. For a character that could easily get lost in all of those other ones, too, he definitely still stands out. That's what I'm saying. Like, every single person in this movie is bringing it from, like... Oh, yeah. You got your main stars, you know, but then you got, you know, like, Ed Harris and Euchre and Clue Haywood. I mean, just everyone is freaking awesome. And even, like, Tom Berenger, who's obviously has the side plot that he has, and I guess probably more dramatic than the other ones, like this scene in particular, like he's getting trying to get Rick to finish the game off. And, all right, Rex, you know, one out. Got a chance to be a near on, here on national television if you don't blow it. You know, that whole... <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm sure that guy your wife was with, you know, close personal friend and all. Yeah. <laughs> He's I mean, he's got good timing too. Like everybody, I'm I'm like you. Everybody brings it in this movie. Yeah, that's that one's right up there with uh, Clue Haywood when he comes up to Taylor. He's like, "Hey, how's your uh, <laughs> wife and my kids?" <laughs> yeah, I couldn't cut it in the Mexican league. <laughs> how's your wife and my kids? <laughs> you haven't been cut yet, Taylor. Yeah, I. Oh my God, they're all just. And I would I I picture and I hope that this is true. Like. I want to think that that's how baseball was in the 80s amongst those guys just totally trash-talking each other like that. Yeah. Like, please let that be the case. I feel like it de- there definitely was some of that, for sure. There had to have been. 
Oh, boy. How many times have you uh, uttered the phrase starting to come together, Pepper? <laughs> all the time. I, I say it literally all the any time I'm, I'm watching a team, whether it's the Blues or the Cardinals or I, it's not the Bears, obviously, because that never happens. But if oh, they Bears. go on any kind of a winning streak, it's like oh, starting to come together, Pepper. <laughs> Rightfully so. I'm going to start saying that now. More. I do, I do it all the time, man. I, I can't even if it, even if it's a, a win, it still makes you feel better about it. At my son's first uh, baseball win this year, I'm going to say it. Turn around to whoever's helping you coach, and you know whatever their name is. Start to just, come together, Pepper. Be like, are you talking to me? I actually, just got I just got the text. He's he's starting on the hill tomorrow. Oh, he's like on the two, bump. Two minutes ago. Oh boy. So he's yeah he uh he had a pretty dominant night last or. Not yet tonight, actually. Nice. So we'll see if it we'll see if it translates. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I, um, I'm like you. So I this movie, obviously, we've if you couldn't tell by now, we have a pretty comfortable knowledge of this movie. But I trying to watch like you like pick up on some subtle things. So this scene where Jake goes to Dorn's house and mm-hmm. confronts him about the ground ball, like I. <laughs> I didn't normally think about this, but I like he comes in like, hi, Jake. Like, oh, hi, Suzanne. You know, can I get you anything? Oh, coffee. That'd be great. And then he tells Dorn off and then storms out. She went and made that coffee. You know, that's that's really rude of Jake to not at least take a cup to go. He does that several times. He does that to uh, Rene Russo's fiance with a beer also. That's true. He at least has a little bit of the beer. Well, he drinks like a sip and then just leaves it on the table without a coaster. Also, yeah. Well, that's a that's a power move. He's just trying to mark his territory. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the move with Suzanne Dorn was pretty inconsiderate. I was like, especially because Suzanne kind of gets railroaded in this entire movie. Oh yeah, I know. Just hey, she gets a yeah, pun intended, gets, I guess. <laughs> she gets even, Steven. She does. Oh my goodness gracious! But that, oh, yeah. and then I, I, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna move us on. You, you tell us. I was gonna say I totally. I, I had mentioned this in one of our other episodes of that the TP talk. <laughs> hey, if you haven't noticed yet, and judging by the attendance, you haven't. <laughs> the Indians are threatening to climb out of the cellar. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that. Then we see Renee Russo at a game, and Jake follows her in the bullpen car. Yeah, that's right, man. Which is awesome. This is where I said, like... And then he borderline assaults her. Yeah, dude, you need to you need to pump the brakes. It's funny, too. She's, like, all about it. Well, mostly about it. And then she's like, wait, what happened to Ish- Ishmael? Or, like, throws him, like, a Moby <laughs> Dick question. Oh, yeah. Uh, Quick, coffin. Quick, quick, coffin. Also, he asks if he's going to be invited to the wedding, and she says yes. Why on earth would Jake Taylor be invited to that wedding? There, Nothing good can come from that. Right, that's going to cause problems. Yeah, I would never be like, hey, can I invite my last three girlfriends to our wedding? Like, obviously right. the answer is no. Yes. Oh, uh, sure, why not? That, I don't see any drama there. <laughs> can I invite my ex-husband who I cheated on and he's been constantly stalking me and driving a bullpen car from the stadium <laughs> to my apartment? Bring him on! <laughs> Pick him up! Who, by the way, has been very aggressive and has kissed me several times. Yes. <laughs> way too much. Oh, man. Tracked me Fantastic. down at work. Yeah, no no, th- no, thank you. Right, yeah. 
he came into your apartment unannounced. <laughs> this guy should probably be like on a like watch list. Definitely. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Um, the uh, the boys are just you know they're missing something. So uh, you know they're very close to something special. So old Coach Brown, it's going to provide a little uh, motivation for the team. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Charlie, for some reason, didn't bother to tell Lou about Rachel's plan until they're 121 games into the season. That's right. But he's like, so, and I added this up to because I've always wanted to do this, and I'm this was the perfect opportunity to actually buckle down. So he comes to his office, you know, like, hey, you guys have done a hell of a job. Like 60 and 61 is hardly a good job, you know. And he starts talking about it, and and Charlie tells him about the plan, and then we go to. Lou telling the team about Rachel's plan and he says I figure it's going to take 32 more victories to do this thing so if you do the math that means they have to go 32 and 9 down the stretch wow that's like the Colorado Rockies run of you the... want nothing to do with a team that is that hot down the stretch <laughs> yeah no kidding that's crazy I, I didn't even think about that but yeah obviously you know it's for dramatic purposes you know the movie and you have to whatever space like I get that, but I did today. I was just like, okay, sixteen sixty one. That's one hundred twenty one games, one hundred sixty two game seasons. So I was like, holy crap! Like, <laughs> like I even think the cardinal, the Cardinals in two thousand eleven when they came back, like they weren't even. I mean, it was a good run, but they weren't even close to that kind of a run. Yeah, that's yeah, thirty whatever and nine is <clears throat> insane. Well, like, what were the Rockies that one year? They were like, they won like nineteen of their last twenty games or something, and like yeah, playoffs or something. Yeah, that was insane. That was nuts with your boy Matt Holiday. That's right. Man, Genuinely that was, good dude, Matt Holiday. That was incredible. And I also, I don't know about you, but I am, every time I watch this movie, I'm 100% of the impression the song is called Pennant Fever over the montage of them playing. That should be used way more frequently than it is. Pennant Fever, I'm not even like, I don't even, I'm sure I, if I listen to it, I'd hear it, but I can't play it in my mind right now all the it's just the song that plays over like the montage when they're playing and is it all right, like, it, is it all uh, music or is there words too? No, there's no it. It's all just instrumental stuff. Oh, okay, I'll check it out. I'm sure I know you're talking. Yeah, about. look it look it up on YouTube. It. Um, I'm sorry. Every time I think of of baseball and before the season starts, I throw this movie on and I also pull this up on YouTube and have a quick listen just to get myself opening day, get myself fired up, ready to go. Well, do the uh, like when they're so they're. They go on this hot streak or whatever. They go on this run, and they're essentially doing this montage here, and they're like playing all these different teams. And I love seeing all those like mm-hmm. '80s uniforms. Just love seeing it. Some of the old stadium images too. I, I'm the yeah. same way. Like I, old '80s, '80s and '90s uniforms are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, man, and like, like the royal blue and yellow Mariners jerseys, and just oh yeah, yeah. just so great. That's right. Just love seeing this stuff. I've also thought about many times when we talk about our, our podcast on, on social media, I was like, people still don't recognize us, but we're <laughs> podcasters now. <laughs> oh, man. We should make our own commercial. I think we will one day, obviously, when the budget gets big enough. We're, we're still sorting through some of the financial stuff, obviously. We're, we're rolling have, in it right now. <laughs> you have to slide in the home plate. <laughs> in a tux <laughs> why does he slide like that too did you like who slides like that yeah that's a weird move it looked very I mean, uncomfortable 
clearly Wesley doesn't know much about baseball, so I mean it makes sense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Slide on your rump, buddy. Come on. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I, but that that did always bother me. Did you catch? Um, so this is this is the scene where uh, so obviously we're we're going past the credit card commercial. Sure. Pretty iconic though. But uh, then we get to like the scene that gets Dorn in trouble. They just did they just wrap up? I think they just won. The, the division, maybe, and uh, yeah, they tied they tied for the Yankees, and that newscaster's yeah, right. talking, yeah, yeah, and so, but did you hear he referenced in uh, one of our episodes in his first comment? Did you hear what he said? He says like, oh says, yeah, Cowabunga, Cowabunga, how about that? I had I had to play it back in my head there, yeah. Ninja Turtles uh, call out that it's weird to think this the turtles were around before this movie. It's so interesting. that's true. Like that cartoon was. Yeah. I was gonna say the cartoon was out, so it's probably super popular. Yep, for sure. So look at that; it worked its way into Major League. How about that? Great, great catch. Cowabunga! Cowabunga! <laughs> and then Dorn gets busted with a <sighs> with a floozy. Yeah, that's right. And then Suzanne gets uh, dolled up and goes out and ends up having a. Having an extramarital affair with Rick, and I, I made a note. And my grandpa used to say this all the time. This is a really great example why you don't dip your pen in the company ink. It's just <laughs> you, you don't do that. That's awesome. Check. <laughs> Suzanne Dorn. Oh my! I didn't know. Yeah, I love it. Like she's <laughs> hi, hi, Jake. Like. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Hey, you want to take another quick break, and then we'll come back and finish her off. Yeah, you got it, man. We'll come back and uh, discuss the league championship. That's right. All right, man. Seeing a few. Toodles. Jesus. I like him very much. He no help with curveball. You trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this Major League edition of At the Movies with Cash and Hightower. Hightower and I just sacrificed a live chicken to wrap up here. We want to finish strong, so that's we right. may as well go all out. That's right. That's right. We're going to cover the league championship, Yankees versus the Indians, for all the for the pennant, I should say. As we as we mentioned too, it's it's always the Yankees are always the bad guy. I mean, so it right. makes sense that they ha- yeah. they have to go through the Yankees to get this. Rightfully so. <laughs> So it starts off, you know. So Jake and Rick obviously come in, and they're. Okay, I don't know what Rick, I don't know what Dorn's wife's up to, but get out to the bullpen immediately, and <laughs> you know Dorn's looking for him, and then Willie basically, like, Serrano's looking to sacrifice a live chicken before the game, so they bring in that bucket of KFC, which I actually kind of wanted to see what that ritual would be like with a bucket of KFC. I don't know, but that's just dynamite product placement. It is subtle. Yeah, yeah, I'm like you. Perfect. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, man, I, I literally, we were just talking about before we got started. I, I took a little bit of notes on this just to make sure I didn't lose my place. But I literally wrote the last game happens for for the last bit of notes because <laughs> it's I I remember every I mean, <clears throat> between the Harris pitching and having Joe Boo on the rubber and then. You know, the Yankees take the lead, and, and Serrano says, <laughs> I stick up for you, Joe Boo. Now, 
<laughs> if you don't help me now. I said, F you, Joe Boo. <laughs> I do it myself. I, man. And then he hits a big just, two-run homer. Yeah, like uh, out of the stadium big. Crushed it. I, You know, thinking of it, if he hits that ball out of the stadium and he hadn't even gotten out of the batter's box yet, I mean, if he comes up again in that game, I feel like he gets hit, right? Oh, yeah, he's carrying the bat around. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely showing him up. I mean, it's... I don't know if it hit him in the league championship game, but he's definitely getting one early next season. Situation's got to be right for it. Yeah, I just that whole thing. Like we were talking about, you know, he he hits that ball and it's just crazy because it's <laughs> people are in the stadium and he actually hit that out and it obviously looks real and just really, uh, really, really well done. And then I don't know if it's I don't know. If it's the best. Part. It's hard to pick one best part of the movie. I'm sure we'll, we'll have to do it at the end here at some point. But Rick coming in from the bullpen with Wild Thing playing in the background, man, that's that's just good stuff. This is freaking awesome, and this essentially led to uh, like actual major league pitchers using music out of the bullpen. Did you know that? Yeah, this, I, I'm this not surprised. Started it. This started it. I. Totally random, and I have no idea if he actually knew this or not. Do you remember a couple years ago when the Cardinals had Sang Wan O out of the bullpen? I sure do. His song, I don't know if he, I don't know if he pitched whenever we were there for my bachelor party or not, or if he was still with the team or not. But his song was Road Dog, the New Age Outlaw song. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. He, There's no way he knew that. Like I feel like somebody had to be pulling a prank on him. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry, it was totally random. I just, I was, I was trying to think of like the one because obviously the one I'm sure that sticks out in most baseball fans' mind is Enter Sandman for for Mariana Rivera, but yeah, or Hell's Bells, Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, those That's those two famous. for sure. I was always, uh, I always liked Matt Morris because he came out to What I Got by Sublime. That was like my favorite song. I was, uh, I've been going through old, uh, I get bored sometimes, you know, working from home. I want I shouldn't say I get bored because then that makes it seems like I'm not doing my job. I, I promise <laughs> I am everyone who's listening, but, um, I like throw on YouTube and I've, I happen to find like these early two thousands old, like Cardinal games and seeing some of these names. And one of the ones I was just watching was a game that Matt Morris started. I was like, I'm, I missed Matt Morris. <laughs> Manny Mo. That's right. But. Again, I digress. That's not why we're here. We're here to talk about the Indians trying to take down the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, we bring uh, Rick Rick Wild Thing Vaughn in and uh, Roger Dorn wants to have a little uh, team meeting at the mound. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I still I have a friend named Vaughn, so I have used this line several times. Let's cut through the crap, Vaughn. <laughs> I. <laughs> Uh, it's been a few years since I've used that on him, but uh, I used to say it to him all the time. You have to. I mean, if you have a friend yeah. named Vaughn, oh, yeah. you, I mean, it's it's irresponsible not to. Right. I just and I'm like, no, I don't have anything actually to say to him. I just say, let's cut through the crap, Vaughn. <laughs> I would start every conversation with him like that if I were you. I mean, oh man, let's cut he, through the crap, Vaughn. I'm sorry your parents died. <laughs> <laughs> Even no matter what the situation, you have to use that to start with. Do you know? Uh, like, the most random thing that they put in this movie that, like, is also so hilarious to me. It's like, so Vaughn obviously gets out of this inning. 
he strikes out uh, Clue Haywood. But then in the very mm-hmm. the top of the next inning, Tomlinson on the Indians, like we haven't seen him the entire movie. But Tomlinson <laughs> almost goes deep. <laughs> this random character almost hits a home run. <laughs> I, that would have been one of the best endings to a movie. Like, nobody would have seen that coming. Like, why Why on earth did they even have him, like, fly out to the warning track? Why didn't they just, like, have him pop out or just, I don't know, something like... Or have, like, one of the characters we know, like, Dorn, almost hit a home yeah. run. Like, it's so well, I mean, hilarious. You, you don't want to make any of your main characters look weak. And, yeah, and but like, they're going to end the game. That's so not weak at all. So they have this guy do it. So that brings... But then that it makes them bring in the Duke, you know, so... Oh, gosh, that's so great. Tom wants it almost... I want, oh. I want to backpedal for just a second. I, I don't know if you caught this or not when you watched it this time. I, I noticed it, like, two or three times ago, and it makes me laugh every time. So Vaughn strikes out Haywood, and they're mm-hmm. all going to the dugout. The Yankees' first base coach refuses yes. to leave the box. <laughs> why? Yeah, why is he there? <laughs> I have no idea. He's like, yeah, people are coming off the field, and he's just kind of like, he's like kind of making room for them, but he's staying in the box. Like, I want to be like, dude, you can leave now. Like, you're- I was, I don't know why I noticed it. Um, like I said, it's been a little while ago, but ever since I've noticed it, I'm always watching, like, maybe he starts walking away. Like, maybe he's waiting for the players to clear or something. Like, nope, the Yankees are taking the field. And yep, he's still there. He he's is, staying. He's not moving. He's he's upset. <laughs> I actually noticed that for the very first time last night when I was watching it. Just with my closer at the movie's lens. I, uh, That's right. Yeah, it was really strange. Good you had your monocle out watching it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So, yeah, then we get the Duke, who's been nearly unhittable down the stretch. but Even threw it his kid at a father-son game. <laughs> and then he's been almost unhittable down the stretch, gives up a single, a stolen base, and a bunt <laughs> single, and the game's over. <laughs> well, you know, when a good pitch like that, you got to be creative on how you're going to take it down. I mean, he was almost unhittable, but not tonight. And, I mean, choke, choked when it's online. And, I mean, let's just be honest. Hayes gets the base hit, the little infield single, mm-hmm. almost gets picked off the first time, then gets off to a bigger lead. Dude, he is so far off that bag, it's silly. No reason that there should not be another throw over, over there. I mean... Just absolutely silly that, like, he was, like, he was a quarter of the way to the uh, base. Maybe, like... Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe further. It was absurd. Yeah, but then we get the uh, the scene like we were talking about. They're kind of foreshadowing earlier. So Jake, uh, obviously we we don't know what the signals mean the first time you watch it, but we see Jake, you know, pointing to the bleachers like Babe Ruth I, against the Cubs. I hate that that Taylor's like like uh, puts the signs into the dugout. Like you know, like he's like, hey, how about this? I hate yeah. that scene. So silly. Would you would you have done this if you were the manager? Would you have pulled the trigger and trusted your your catcher that this was the right idea? That's not a bad idea. Um, I <laughs> guess. I think I probably. I mean, the Duke's pretty unhittable, so I mean, I guess you gotta make something something happen. Yeah. He definitely caught I mean, him off guard. Got, you gotta figure if Jake swings away, he was he was coming up lame and is at bat before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, can, if he hits. Yeah. I don't know, man. Kirk, toast. Kirk Gibson had two bad knees too, right? And he hit, he took Eckersley deep. That's true. So you never know, man. It's a crazy game. By the way, I want to give a shout Absolutely, out. Absolutely, but yeah, that's the. 
that oh sorry like can you sure. hear me no it's all right the yes. uh quick shout out to the yankees third baseman who uh fields that bunt and makes a just excellent play like athletic play to first i mean he beats out the throw but man just well uh well defended oh yeah perfect yeah perfectly played there's nothing else he could have done and i've wondered this now i give a little bit of the blame like i said for the duke for not throwing over on that second attempt but i mean clue haywood had the bases loaded struck out and then jake does the bunt single beats out the throw and he turns around to look at jake instead of just immediately throwing home and having his head in the game yeah. And then he throws the ball on the first base side, which makes his catcher mm-hmm. not have to reach to get the ball and then make the t- – I mean, hard to hard to put the blame on one single person, but he certainly had a big hand in the Yankees' loss in this one. It was a lot, it was a lot like when the Royals won the World Series against the Mets. Eric Hosmer did something very similar. Like, he rounded third right. and went home, like – and like had a, I think it was Lucas Duda. Had he just made a like decent throw, yes. he would have been out. But he made like a terrible throw to like the other side, and Hosmer just slid in easily. It it was reminded me so much of Major League. It was crazy. I I thought the same thing. It's a, I mean pressure situation. You make make yeah. the team make the play to to that's get right. you out. So it's a good call. Yep, no doubt. But that's uh, I mean that's pretty much it. And you know we see that. Uh, Renee Zellweger, or Renee, I keep, I've been, I've been fighting doing that the entire time. Renee Russo, not mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger, mm-hmm. big swing and a miss. Renee Russo, we see that she has no longer got a ring on her finger, so her and Jake, oh. you know, we're going to assume it's happily ever after until she uh, moves on to Kevin Costner, but. Hey, I got one more question. Why do they let random fans onto the field when, when the team won the pennant? This ain't basketball. Saint, I don't you know, know, man. It's like college basketball. That ain't happening. They used to do that in older games, but I don't know. I feel like by by nineteen eighty nine, like that was done. I don't know. I don't remember them ever allowing them to do that. Like I feel like those are people that were, were breaking the law and jumped over the fence. I'm thinking of things like when Hank Aaron hit his home run and those two yeah, guys like running two, next to him. Yeah, those two guys were arrested. Even though I it was mean, like nothing bad, but yeah, you can't yeah. do that. I remember seeing, and again, this is way before then, but like back in the 60s or 40s or 60s or whatever, when the Cardinals won their World Series, like I remember seeing like fans coming onto the field. Really? But wow. again, that's a yeah, long 60s, time ago. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Different time. It's a different time. Different times. Yeah, that was uh, that's Major League. Yeah, I don't know if you guys, (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know if you guys have figured out our feelings about this movie or not yet, but. (laughs) Yeah, I freaking love this movie. Great movie. Freaking love it. Great movie. Do you, I do have some questions for you. I want to hear what your questions are for me. Do you want me to give you my actor related questions or my like random baseball questions for you? Let's do the random baseball questions. Okay, here we go. Let's say someone comes to you and you have, you know, you have some kind of uh, thought in this process. There's some kind of power to wield. And they're like, "Hey, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a new Netflix show, or you know, whatever, mm-hmm. Prime original." And uh, we want to pick the next. It's gonna be, it's gonna be similar to Major League. It's gonna be kind of like a raunchy comedy, you know, rated R comedy. Mm-hmm. But we got to pick that next franchise to feature in this film. You know, we can't do the Indians, you know. 
feel like the Cubs have been, you know, featured. The Twins have been featured in one of these films. What mm-hmm. team are you going to feature in this next uh, Netflix comedy? I think I think the Pirates would be a good one. Oh, good choice. They, um, yeah, they had a bad run for a while due to multiple reasons, and then they had a little string of success around the mid to 2010s. And uh, they're headed back in the wrong direction. So I think the Pirates would be a good one to, to throw in there. Man, that's that's a really good pick. I actually really like that. That's I was going to say like the Marlins because they yep. have historically sucked, even though they have two championships, but like randomly. But uh, yeah, I like the Pirates better, especially because they used to have that like we are family, you know, kind of vibe in the what 60s, 70s, whatever that was. I think you could do the Padres, too. I think the Padres actually wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, the Padres, yeah, especially now that they're, like, a little more fun. Yeah. And they have, like, those old school jerseys, those old yeah. school colors back. Yeah, but, man, I really like the Pirates. That's a good That's a good call. I was just off the top of my head, man. You have totally swerved me. I'm going Pirates now, too. <laughs> That'd be great. He's convinced me. Give me my dollar back. Because, like, it's actually very similar to Cleveland, Pittsburgh. It's got, like, all, you know, it's got all those rivers coming through the, the city. It's, you know, kind of like a blue-collar town, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, you could do Cincinnati, too, or the Reds. I mean, that's well, possible, I, but I you just, don't want, I don't. You don't want the Reds. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to. Just If you want to keep it in Ohio. When I think of, like, boring city, I'm going to just offend people of Cincinnati right now. But <laughs> when I when I think of just boring cities, like, Cincinnati is, like, one of the first ones to pop into my head. Hammerling for Mitchell. Go back to Cincinnati. <laughs> Hammerling. What's he doing on that squad? I know we're switching movies, but Angels in the Outfield, but Adrian Brody is Hammerling. Hammerling? He has, like, no athletic ability. Yeah, so well. absurd. Absurd that he's even on that team. I'm offended. Okay, back to Major League. Yes, sir. My second question. And you can't say the Cardinals for this question. If I you won't. could be on a major league baseball team for whatever reason, whether you like the team or the city or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can't be the Cardinals, but what team would you most like to play for? So I know you're going to think I'm just uh, trying to be polite and uh, you know agreeable, but I actually would not mind at all to be on the Atlanta Braves. Good choice. I like that. That's cool. I, uh, the, the Bra- so a couple reasons. The Braves obviously – Storied franchise, a lot of a lot of big names have come through there. I also just, I feel like if I look at other teams in the league and I think like, okay, what teams have similar traits to me that the Cardinals do and like the way that they conduct themselves, I feel like the Atlanta Braves have that expectation. Plus, I feel like it would be a good city to play in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you got a good fan base, passionate fan base. So I, am, I, I would say the Braves, and if I had to pick like one of that's not ours at all, um, I actually wouldn't mind playing in Seattle, even though they suck. I mean, half the time I've, yeah. I feel like it would be a fun city to play in. I was Seattle was actually one of my options. It's a good choice. Braves are still Braves are still my top choice, though. I like that a lot. It's a great pick. Respect, respect. Great pick. I was thinking I landed on the Rockies. Mm-hmm. However, so there's a lot there's a lot of pros and cons with the Rockies. I understand. Like I just I love the city of Denver. It's a great city. Uh, you'd have Coors Field. You got a little mm-hmm. uh, a little extra. You know what I'm saying? A little uh, 
mm-hmm. extra on your swings, if you will, maybe a few extra home runs. Sure. Now thin air. Uh, but then also you're going to be like destined to be on a losing team, so that's that's kind of yeah. like the one downside. So I mean, it's not. I guess I guess if I'm getting like you know pretty good contract, you know, I would be okay with it. My other team was the Royals, even though that's Mrs. Hightower's favorite team. But even as a mm-hmm. kid, I always loved the Royals. This won't make sense when I say it like this, but because the hat <laughs> Casey's like was like Casey, you know, like mm-hmm. you know. Gotcha. You know. If you know, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, so I always loved that. And they had Bo Jackson as a kid, and I like yeah. had Bo Jackson posters and made my dad take me to a Royals game. Yeah. For oh that. yeah, man. So, so yeah, that would be my second choice. And they actually did win recently, so I feel like that's you They know, did. That's uh And they doable. got and they got a World Series handed to him in the '80s too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dinkinger. Yeah, Dinkinger, you turd. <laughs> has well, nothing to do with yeah. Has nothing to do with the team that after that happens chokes, <laughs> gives yes. up the lead, and then totally craps down their leg in Game Seven. That has was, nothing to do with that. <laughs> I was gonna say my wife would tell you, well, they whooped them in Game Seven, so they sure did. They uh, they yeah they uh, pooped the bed. They sure did. All right, here we go. Now we're moving on to the actors. Actors. What's your top Rene Russo film? And if it's fine, if it's this, but what's so like outside of Major League? Outside of Major League, I'm going to go with Tin Cup. I, that's just a fun movie to me. I like that movie a lot for some reason. Ding, ding, ding. I said the same thing. How about that? Great movie. Okay. What's your top jam for Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes. This one was an easy one for me. That's uh, Demolition Man. Oh, we're two for two. Ding, ding, ding. I also went Demolition Man. Love him in that. Mm-hmm. Simon Says. Okay. <laughs> Tom Berenger, favorite flick. Um, I'm going uh, Platoon. Oh, my God. We're three for three. Oh. We're, bat- we're batting a thousand. This is good. This is good. I have a good. I have a good. I have a good feeling we're going to be on 100% on the same level here then, too. <laughs> no way. There's no way you're saying this movie. There's just Hot no shots? way. Oh man, I actually I was so that was in the that was in the conversation, but I went oh. with a different movie. But I'm glad you went Hot Shots because I love Hot what'd Shots. You, what'd you go with? I went Men at Work. Have you seen that mm. one? Yep. I as soon as I asked, I was like, oh, he's gonna say Men at Work. Him and Emilio is garbage men, just foolproof plot. Just Emilio a couple, <laughs> having a couple. The garbage Mighty men. Duck Man himself. <laughs> Gordon Bombay and his brother. Oh, as yeah. trash men. Great movie. You know uh, Trevor, who yes. also played baseball at the same institution we went. Well, he's also a big fan of Men at Work, so I gotta. As much of a knucklehead as he is, I gotta give him props for <laughs> liking that movie. He's got good taste. Oh, knuckle, knucklehead. Yep, knucklehead. <laughs> hey, you dummy. <laughs> all right, that's all I had for questions. Do you have anything? Um, the only thing that I picked up on doing a little bit of online research for, before doing this episode, I did not realize that this movie, not necessarily based on reality, but something similar almost happened to the twins. Did you see this? Do you know what? I, I've either read that or heard that before. Yeah, I remember this was like that character was based on something that almost went down with a former like twins, I don't know, like co-owner or something. 
Yeah, it was weird. Like in the seventies, I guess it was happening. It was like a similar kind of situation where basically like driving down attendance, letting free yeah. agents go, yeah. things Fire like that. Sale. I was, yeah. I had no idea. I was like, wow, I, I, I pride myself. I'm not necessarily all baseball because I, that's a lot of history to try and cram in. But you try and think of like the big things that happen across all organizations, and I feel uh, like that's a big one that I did not catch on. Okay, are you ready for this one? Yes, sir. Who is the MVP of Major League? The MVP of Major League. I knew that I knew that question was coming and I still struggled with it. I'm going to level with you. It's hard. Everyone has a MV. There's a lot of candidates for this one. Yeah. Um I'm I mean I'm going to say Bob Uecker. I mean Oh, I like it. Good choice. I just I I want to go with one of the players, but just if I quote this movie it most of the time comes back to his stuff that he says, and not that any like we talked about, not that anybody else has anything less quotable. But I just Bob Uecker's in this movie is incredible. Yeah, his uh, I, th- I feel like his stuff has actually aged the best. I feel like his quotes from this movie like have like gone on the furthest and like reached the most people, and like people are still saying them today. I think Whereas, it boils down to. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think it boils down to more than anything else. Like, if if you or I were to call a game and not be shackled by, you know, you can't say this, you have to be pe- like, if you were just calling a game the way that you would see a game being called, mm-hmm. this is what this is what it would be like. Like how he says it is how we would say it. Honestly, so true. We'll knock him back some liquor. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought long and hard on this. And I've made my decision. Yes. My Major League MVP goes to Charlie Sheen. Just, I just love the character Rick Wild Thing Vaughn. Everything about him. You know, starting off from prison to the big leagues. You know, the California Penal League to the the Major Leagues. You know, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the rugged bad attitude. You know, the fireballing fastball the I don't know I just love everything about him the awesome theme song just love the character always have that's a solid choice there's there's a lot of options and that's that's as good as any of them yeah I mean I feel like there were tons of ways you could go with this They're, everyone's amazing yeah alright so obviously we both love this movie should we uh, rank it yeah, man, this was a this was a tough one to rank for me. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Um, this is movie number thirteen for you people at home. Movie thirteen. So this is going to be my new number five in between Lebowski and Adventures of Babysitting. Okay, in between Lebowski and Babysitting, let me make that note real quick. And what is your Richter scale rating? Five point eight. Five point. Okay, so you got uh, so it's it's top five for you now. Oh yeah. Bat- Batman, Ghostbusters, Tombstone, Lebowski, Major League. Wow, that's a good top five. Yes, sir. All right, you ready? I'm about to knock your socks off. You ready? I want to hear it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna put Major League at number one. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna give it a six point nine on the Richter scale. Oh, we got a perfect score. 
Yep, there's I there's no faults. There are no faults. It's a perfect film, A plus. All the I, way around. Uh, yeah, now I feel like a horse's ass even giving it a five point eight, and I feel like I should I should re rate. Well, I'm not going to. Five point eight is really good. It's it's only on a six point nine, so that's still really that's really strong, but it's true. I love this movie. It is not only is it my favorite baseball movie, it's one of my favorite movies. Like it's just you could throw it on at any point in time. Obviously, I generally throw it on, like I said, before the season starts. But just fantastic, quotable, fun. Yeah. Just all, all two thumbs up, 6.9 for you, 5.8 for me. Just well done. Yeah, there's like uh, about, I don't know, I'd say there's probably like 10 movies or so that I have like in my in my repertoire where I can throw on like it could be any day and I could watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And major leagues in that category, kind of similar, like Big Trouble. Like I feel like uh, Lebowski's that way too. Like mm-hmm. I could literally watch those every day. They're not necessarily my like all-time favorite movie, but to the movies that you could like literally just enjoy watching every day. Yeah, and I'm right. Too, I'm and, right there with you. We we yeah. even had a, a joint viewing of Big Trouble. Oh the other man, night. <laughs> that was. We should give yeah. We gotta give Drew a shout out for having us over. On the big 85-inch, I think it's 85, 83, something like that. Yeah, it's... Some ungodly-sized uh, TV that our buddy Drew has. So we took in a... We broke in Big Trouble in Little China for him on it. <laughs> he was genuinely shocked at how many times I had seen that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. It's it's a classic. But, yes, we, we'll, we'll, we'll spend, a, what, five, six episodes in a row talking about that one but we'll we'll continue to put over major league because it is it is definitely in the ballpark of that pun intended amen brother all right so i think that covers major league right we got it all we took all the dotted the i's and crossed the lowercase j's (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we covered everything so what uh, what should we talk about next week we should. Oh yeah, that's right. I was like, where? What did we decide? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're doing something for the fans here, the listeners. You guys have been asking for like months and months. And we're finally gonna, we're finally gonna cave and give you guys what you want. It's showtime. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Yes. <laughs> Our second Michael Keaton film of the, uh, of the pod. Yeah. Um. Looking forward to talk about this one too. This is um, this is another obviously very interesting movie, and I, we touched on it a little bit with our Batman episode. But I'm I'm excited to do an in depth dive like we uh, like we always do. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped, man. Like, but like, have we done any like? Is this our first like duplicate actor? Like, I don't think we've done like. Oh no, we had two um, Steve Buscemi movies. We had Lebowski and Reservoir Dogs. Mm, yeah, but see, he's not like your. I don't consider those Buscemi movies like I fi- I like yeah you know I'm saying like Keaton's like the you know the top built guy. Like, oh I okay, like, I got you. you know, like, no, that we we, we have not like had a, a repeat top star. Yeah, no. we did like an Arnold movie. You know, we did like a Bill Murray movie. You know, mm-hmm. like you know Jeff Daniels. Even though it's really more of a Goodman Daniels yeah joint film. Well, we haven't. Uh, the, we we've done all those. We wink, wink. We need to do a Sly movie sometime. Yeah, we should do a Sly movie. That's a good call. We'll put that. Maybe maybe in the future. Put that in the suggestion box. 
But next week is all about Beetlejuice, so I, I know Jessica has asked me about it. Um, Dr. Dub, he wants yeah. Beetlejuice. I know that. I know Molly Holly will be jazzed that we talk about a Tim Burton movie that's oh, one, yeah. of spe- one of her all-time favorites. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, next week. And then um, we got a bonus show that should be coming out here before too much longer, before the season starts, if I remember correctly. I'm you are, losing yeah. track of my days. <laughs> yep, a little extra bonus baseball stuff that's right. coming we're out. Talking, so. We're talking baseball. We're talking baseball. <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned. Anything else, man, that you can think of before we gonna, uh, sign yeah. off? I was just gonna say thanks, everyone, for listening, and all the people that have like you know reached out, you know, via Facebook or Instagram or texts. And a lot of people like this text me personally, which is cool. So we appreciate you guys, you know, giving us, sh- you know, your thoughts and honestly just keeping it fun, talking about the the show. Absolutely, guys. Thank you very much. Anybody that's that's reached out, I, um, I, I, as I told you before, I'm, I guess I'm in charge of the social media presence, and I'm not the greatest at that. So thanks for bearing with us and sending suggestions and things like that. The text, everything. We, we love it, and we'll keep talking about movies as long as you guys keep listening. So don't let us down. Amen, brother. All right, man. Well, uh, I guess we'll talk next week. Adios. Later. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Well. Bye.